Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arrows Up podcast. This is the first episode, the inaugural episode, and uh, I couldn't really start it without a without a guest. And I have uh, my uh, my former teammate, I, I should say. So I, this is kind of like Gronk, and I'm like Brady, and I'm taking Gronk to to Tampa Bay, and I'm taking David over here to the Arrows Up podcast. Um, David, welcome. We're going to do some Canelo because there's like some Canelo sprinkles going on in the air. Um, I think you're going to ask me about the 49ers because, you know, that's after our last pod, you, you exposed uh, your, your true feelings while you follow me on Twitter. Uh, a guilty pleasure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll do some some Super Bowl stuff. And, and then ultimately, we're here to talk about the great Tom Brady, who who re, who kind of retired i guess he retired but now the rumblings is like he came on on his pod and he was just like never seen ever yeah exactly so i was just like wait what like are you retired or not but let's talk let's start with canelo our guy he we last saw him become the unified champion at 168 he beat caleb plant and since then, there's just been a lot of rumblings. There's been a lot of rumors. Uh, there's been rumors of Canelo fighting cruiserweight. There's been uh, Usyk saying that he'd be down to go to to be co- go cruiserweight to fight Canelo. You've had conversations where Eddie Hearn has said Canelo would be willing to go all the way up, and he wouldn't be surprised if he were to one day want to fight Joshua, which I thought that was crazy. Um, and then, you know, the, the usual suspects, you got Benavides, you got, you got Charlo. Triple G, you got Charlo and you just, you know, th- there's a lot of talk around Canelo. And so one of the things that we, we kept hearing was that he was late this week, it, started, it came out that he was either going to have a contract with, with uh PBC and Al Heyman and those folks and have a fight with Charlo or he was going to do a, a, a two, a two match contract. With, deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With matchroom to fight uh Bevo or Bevo, 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 uh, and can, and triple G. So let's, let's start with uh, just all the speculation. Are you surprised that we are landing Pretty much right where he should be at 175 and a fight with Triple G, I'm guessing at 168. Are you surprised that he didn't pursue Cruiserweight? Uh, I mean, I, I was kind of like excited to see how it would have played out. Yeah. So, um, like, just when they need, when they made the announcement, I was like, no way. Like, what is he going to eat to like get up to that way? Like, this is just, this is crazy. Um, and so, yeah, with them announcing, obviously, like you said, there were the, the rumblings of him fighting Charlo, which yeah. that also excited me. Cause I was like, good. He's, he's going to shut a lot of people up because there, there are guys that are just saying, Oh, well, I, I think they would make a great fight and blah, blah. And so that was exciting. Um, and then with this deal, I'm I'm excited to see him against Bivol, but um, as we mentioned before the pod, the Triple G one, it's you know that fight could have happened like 
a year ago, two years ago. I don't right. know. Right just, after the second one. Yeah. And so at this point, he's um he's always going to get um, the backlash of fighting him this late, which, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, if he beats him, oh, you fought him when you were old. And if you lose, and it's like, it's like, well, like, damn, dude, you know. So, but yeah, I, I, I want to see him at 175 to see how he looks. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I think the Triple G. I'm not gonna say it should be an easy fight, but it's like he, he should win that um, handily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was. I was not surprised. I, I don't think he was ever going to fight at cruiserweight, at least not yet, because it just it, it made no sense for him to do that, especially because I felt he was he looked good at 175. He looked strong and and he, you know, he proved that the height thing didn't really matter. So I wasn't really I, I was like like we talked earlier, like I was super surprised in an earlier pod that he even talked about cruiserweight. Cause I just thought that was too, that was too crazy. So I'm not surprised that he, that he went up to that. He, this, that he's going to land right in the weight class he's in. Cause I think he's not only strong there, but I think unifying the division is, is great. But I think one of the things that will make him a bigger, better name in terms of legacy is defending that. And not only becoming the big dog, but staying the big dog as long as possible, which is what we've seen all of the all-time greats do. They they get the belts and then they stay with the belts and then they just fight everyone. So um I I I like the the matchroom thing. I'm not surprised because he him and Eddie Hearn love each other. Mm-hmm. I think Eddie Hearn loves Canelo more than he loves you know almost anybody on the planet. And, and so I'm not surprised about that. I he did talk about Canelo did talk a lot about how great it was to work without Heyman, how easy it was to work without Heyman. And I saw a number that if the Charlo fight would wouldn't get him anywhere from 70 million, the Charlo fight is going to be there after the Triple G fight. Right. I think the Bivol fight it, it's important for Canelo because I think you're what we're getting. What the haters are saying, though, the critics say a lot about Canelo is that he can't fight any of these Eastern Eastern European dudes and that he doesn't want to fight any any African-American, which I think those two things are bogus and, and crazy. So I think beating Bevo would be huge. I think Triple G, I think it's the extension of the olive branch from Canelo. It's Canelo having letting triple G get one last payday much like he did with Kovalev. Mm. You remember that Kovalev fight? Yeah. Everyone understood what that fight was for Kovalev, you know, at that size, he was still very dangerous for Canelo because Canelo had never even tested those waters. But one of the things that was very interesting to me was how triple G was very classy when Canelo chose Kovalev. He didn't say much. He kind of just was, you know, he, he talked about how happy he was for Kovalev because he understood the money and the, and the life change, the, the, just the ability for Kovalev to now retire and not have to keep fighting as much and, and, and pursue something because Canelo was going to, that fight with Canelo was going to make him 
rich, very, very rich. And I think this is what this is with the Golovkin fight. I think Canelo at this stage is will beat him. You know, Golovkin last fight, he didn't look all that. He looked like an older man. And mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's what this is. I think this is I'm going to take care of you. Um, you know, we're going to end this trilogy. Canelo's going to win. And I think we're just all going to remember Canelo winning and, you know, there's going to be hugs. You know, we had wars, blah, blah, blah. A proper and, send off. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what this is. And some people may not like it, but I think this is one of the, one of my favorite things about boxing is, is this, is this right here. Cause sometimes you will get these changing of the guard. I remember when Mosley, and even Cotto, when those two dudes fought Canelo after those fights, it was like a passing of the torch. It was a, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're going to be tested by the by the veterans. And Mosley and both both Mosley and Cotto after those fights are saying, yeah, this guy's it. This guy's next. This guy ha- has what it takes. And, and, and I think this is that, but the opposite. You know, it's a proper send out for Golovkin, who had a good career uh, coming from where he came from. And, and I think this is... That that's what we're gonna get from there, and I think the Charlo Benavides. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you'll see another, you know, plant two, I guess, and then from there maybe you go up to cruiserweight. Um, so it just depends. I think, but I think th- these two fights are are important and crucial for for Canelo to to continue to build on on the legacy. And so I like it. I like it. I think for next week we'll have more. Uh, Something more concrete, yeah, yeah, where he'll decide whether he wants to do the Charlo thing, which that'll be fun too. If he if he decides Charlo, I'm all in. You know, let's be Charlo oh, yeah. now, and you know, the trash talk it, all that. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Because I think that only makes the matchroom contract even bigger if he beats Charlo in May. So I think what whatever whatever he decides, uh, I'm sure he he's gonna come out winning both uh, in the ring and, and, and financially let's do uh, let's do some football. Uh, we have the Super Bowl in my backyard, in your ex backyard um, here in LA, we have uh, um, the Rams who, who beat my beloved 49ers uh, what, two, two weeks ago. And uh Joe Burr, Joe Burr, how his name is, Burr, yeah, and uh, beating nice. Kansas City, and so we got the Bengals, we got the Rams. Um, how was the Rams' victory in your home? Uh, I know your your pops and and Sammy. They partake uh, in the um, the blasphemy. That is, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um. So my brother, he only ever really, I mean, he doesn't get loud, but he gets, uh, you know, he'll shout a little bit like when the Lakers play. Yeah. You know, or he'll, he'll do like the little under his breath, like, oh, yes. Or I'll do like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and with, it's funny with the Rams, this last game, like any kind of, you know, um, well, even when they play the Bucks, uh-huh. like he was just like, yeah, anytime, anytime OBJ caught a pass or when Cooper Cup caught that last pass to win. Um, like he, he was like, he was getting into it. He was really animated. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I was just kind of sitting there. I was like, Oh, like, 
this is a good game. This is, you know, th- th- that was like a fun weekend of football, all those games a couple weeks ago. It was, you know, like the, the Niners beating like the Packers and all that. Like, it, they were just great games all around. So, um, I, I didn't have the same reactions as my brother, obviously, but yeah, he, yeah. he was getting into it. Um, he was had my, my dad was happy too. Um, you know, he has his, his, uh, Aaron Donald Jersey and, uh, yeah. So they, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're stoked. Um, but I kind of, you know, I, I've told you the situation with, with them, my, uh, dad roots for like five teams at a time so i mean it just happens that one of his teams made the super bowl so and then my brother used to be a packers fan so i'm just yeah like, do you guys really care? <laughs> so but yeah no they 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 had a good time they yeah enjoyed it, so. I, and i know a lot of my you know my homies down down in la they they enjoyed it and they were you know living it up and rubbing it in to anybody that would listen so yeah it was awful <laughs> it was an awful experience. Uh, I think that you know watching that game was it was so it was so typical of the 49ers, at least in you know in the last what 11 years or, or so where they get so close and you think they're gonna do it, they should do it and then they just you know they line you up, they stand you up and then they kick you in the nuts. And, uh, and that, that's what they do. That That's that's what happens. And so it was such a frustrating game. I, I just sat there in silence as the game. Um, you know, when the Niners got the ball back and it was like, Jimmy has to drive them down. And I was just like, in my heart of hearts, I was like, this dude, he's not. Yeah, he's not the guy. He's, he's you know. It, and yeah, I think Troy Aikman was like, he did it in week 18. I was like, mm. He's not. He's he's not gonna. This isn't it. And so I just <laughs> sat there in silence, like I was like at a funeral, and and it was just, uh, you know, he threw the pick. Uh, although it wasn't his fault because the protection fell apart right away. The offensive line completely got beat. So he, he I mean, he had no chance. So there was nothing he could do. Um, and you know, he threw the pick, and you just see all the Rams, and I just. I was like, man, we were right there. We were up by 10, and it's hard to not think about the interception that was dropped. Yeah. And it just, it, you're just like, bro, like, we're we're dominating this team in the first half. We're up 17-7, and it just, like, they can't move the ball, and sure, Cooper Cubs going off, but Devontae Adams had a big game against us, and, you know, but nothing happened. And, um and you're just like, well, this is our year, and 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 uh, and then the wheels came off. So um, I'm still not okay. <laughs> and so, I, I, yeah, you yeah. were you were you were cut pretty deep, man. I, as I as I mentioned before, like like I I sensed the pain when my brother said a good game, and, and I, like oh, sincerely, man. when when Sammy said that in that group chat, he was like, hey, good game, bro. Like he, you know. He wasn't over here like laughing. He was just like, "Well, that was a good game." So being responded the way you did, you know, good game for you. I was just kind of like, "Yeah, he sent a message." Yeah, he sent that message. Good game. Look, one thing: I am a sore loser. I, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to. I, I'm very upfront about that. I am not. A, I'm not a. 
a great loser. I, I'm not classy. Not at all. On the bright side, I'm not like a jerk winner either. I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not like rubbing it in your face. I'm happy, but I'm not like, oh, you see in your face have a guy either. So I, I just suck at losing. I don't take it well. So when he said that, I didn't like I didn't even think he was trying to like rub it in. I just I like to me, it was just like uh, this wasn't enjoyable. This wasn't a good game. My team just <laughs> lost. This wasn't a good game. We were up 17. We had 17 points heading it, you know, in the third quarter. We didn't score. We didn't score. Devo Samuel didn't touch the ball from the 12 minute. That, that hurt. Seeing fourth. him on the sideline there, like crying was uh, like, just oh. it, it, it. To me, it was just like this wasn't a good game, and so that's what it was. And so you know, I think I tweeted like you know, the, you can't judge me for what I say or do after after my team loses, and you can't. You know, you, you gotta. <laughs> Extend me some grace. Extend oh. me just an olive branch. And so, yeah, that that's what that was. I, I just, I was, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe. It. I th- w- one thing that did make me upset. Uh, I'm in another group chat because you know Howard. You, you remember Howard? Yeah. We were so we play in the same fantasy league, and so we're in the group chat and. I th- Ivan, you, you know, Ivan, Ivan mm-hmm. sent a text and was like, oh, you know, someone checking on German or whatever. Oh, and I was just like, I'm not OK. You know, whatever. We we're just going back and forth. Yeah. And then Howard. So Howard, a few years ago, my guy was like posting stuff about the 49ers. Here we go. This is our team. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, wait, and stop. Then- did he jump ship? And like- he's, a, he's a Rams fan now. Oh, so he you see what I mean. Yeah. So he oh. did the whole like. Yeah, you know, we beat them. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, weren't you a 49er fan? He's like, no, 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 I root for LA. So once the Rams came, I was like, bro, get out of here, bro. Like, loyalty. Oh. So, yeah. So I just, it was just a dark day, man. It was just, it was such a, it, it's still, it's still dark. We're going to lose Jimmy. Uh, Trey Lance is coming in and, uh, I I just I don't I don't know what I'm not seeing. I don't like Trey Lance. Like I know 49er Twitter is like Trey Lance is our savior and this guy's gonna take us, you know, to the Super Bowl and he we're gonna win and blah 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 blah. And if Trey Lance would have played in that game, we would have won. And I just I don't like running quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't like yeah. quarterbacks that their strength is running. I just have never been about that. I I prefer the the slow the traditional pocket. Yeah, pass. yeah. I yeah. just I think because I just think that guy wins. That's what works in the in the in the Super Bowl, and and, and that's what you need. Because even a Patrick Mahomes, who's elusive and can, he 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 can throw, he throws the ball, and so he uses legs to to make time for for his receivers. But I just. I haven't drank that the Trey Lance Kool-Aid yet. And so I have an entire off season, I guess, to get on board. And, and obviously I will. There's going to be a. You're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm a fan. So as soon as the season gets closer, I'm going to do the, you know, let's go Trey Lance. It's, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's dark, man. It's dark. Oh. And so I got a whole, you know, week of the Rams, this, the Rams, that. It's very reminiscent of when Seattle beat us and they played the Broncos 
and everybody was doing the whole the Legion of Boom and oh man, what a historic right. defense this is. And they beat Good the times. hell out of the Broncos. And and I was just like, we would have done the same to the Broncos. This is <laughs> not a dominant defense. This is just the Broncos just suck. So I had a rough time in that Super Bowl. So uh I hope I hope uh we hope the Bengals win. Yeah. Let's yeah. just put that on the table for any I hope my up. guy Joey B is able to to to, to come out on top and smoke cigars and do the whole thing, because yeah. um, I, I can't take uh, I can't do, I can't take a just a celebration for the Rams and their fans. Oh, they'll, they'll never let oh, they, yeah they'll never let it go. Yeah, I just I just can't I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. So that's how I took it. That's that's that that was my experience for the NFC Championship game. Uh, in the Super Bowl, who, who who do you think? So we both want Sin City to win. Yeah. Who do you think is gonna win? <sighs> Having played offensive and defensive line, man, I I know yeah. the um, the wrecking power that is Aaron Donald, mm. a guy like that. It's like it's yeah. you know. Um, I'm talking about Von Miller. Like I, I remember when Von Miller like was drafted many, you know, I want to say many years ago, but years ago. And I didn't think he was, uh, I was like, oh, he's not that big. I was like, he looks, you know, but he, he was a, a force on that Broncos defense. And the more I watched him, I, I realized that it was more about his, um his speed and the angles he takes coming off the edge and not necessarily, you know, the brute force guy, but kind of like that IQ guy. Yeah. Um, so Jalen Ramsey. So I, I, I still, I very much get underdog vibes from the Bengals. Cause I mean, mm. I think most people expected Kansas city to beat them. Yeah. Um, well with all like the, you know, the soon to be goat hype surrounding Pat Mahomes. Um, and they were up what? 21 to three or something like that. In that game? Yeah. So, so yeah. I, 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 yeah, I still get underdog vibes from, from Cincy, but I, I'm, um, I hope the Bengals win, but it it kind of feels like the general the mob is saying like oh, they're going to win just because yeah. you know, and also like the whole like the Super Bowl is in LA and the the halftime show and you know and so it's just that they um, they're annoying. All those guys are annoying, dude. <laughs> I saw I saw a buddy of mine. I I'm not going to mention any names. Buddy of mine from high school, and he you know he's like. He's okay. He's one. I will say this. He's one of the few guys that like was a diehard Rams fan before they came to yeah. LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know about a handful of those guys, but he um he was like posting about the Rams, and he was like, "It's that kind of like blind um what's the word like the blind like, loyalty." Yeah, he's like he and he said this, and I was just like. That's stupid. He was like, "Oh, I would take Matthew Stafford over Jer Burrow, like anything." Oh, shut! Like, he was like, oh, "Stafford's battle tested," and he's like, "Not saying Burrow isn't." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, uh, "Like, I, I, I turned into the Michael Jordan." <laughs> like, Stop! Oh, like, no, like, and so that's the kind of thing I mean. All these, oh man! All the Rams fans are just like out in droves. I'm like, is this what it's like to live in like Philly or Dallas? Like with those fans? Like, it's just probably. Like, I can't do it. No. What's crazy? It's like, 
like some of the like the take you just said. I'd rather have Matthew Stafford than Joe than Joe Burrow. It's just what it's just idiotic. Like because it's not even like you know Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Yeah, but there's no way. There's no way Joe Joe Burrow is younger. He's the already ceiling, taking. The that yeah, it just that, that just makes zero sense. And sometimes I feel like these. Like what's the Rams fans? What's you know some some Dodger fans? What's um, you know Cowboys, Dallas, Raiders? You know Eagles, Philly, yeah. some Philly fans. It's like do you, do you have Google? Can you just Google like top players in football? Like it just it's not that hard to yeah yeah. That's such a bad take, such a bad take. Yeah, yeah. I as you know. I, I'm 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 uh, in the same boat as you are. It's I want the Bengals to win. I'm rooting for the Bengals to win. Not only because of my deep hatred towards the Rams, but just you know I love Joe Joe Burrow. I love his, I love this LSU stuff. I love I love all everything about this this dude. I I love it. I also I also watch a lot of football though, and I just think yeah. like. Yeah, I can't be. It'd be, I'd be a liar. I, I, if I shouldn't even be allowed to talk football, if I were to sit here and be like, yeah, no, no, the Bengals are gonna win for sure. I do think the Bengals have a shot, have a legit shot. I do think that. I do. You know, their defense is a defense that can't. They stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for an entire half. So that defense can. Produce that defense can do stuff, but I just I look at that offensive line. You know, the 49ers have one of the best offensive lines in football, and the Rams D line in that championship game just did work against the Niners front mm-hmm. line. So that's what makes me nervous. Um, Cooper Cup doesn't really make me nervous because I, he, you know, he's so good, he's gonna get his 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 stats. Mm-hmm. To me, the key for the Rams is is OBJ. If Odell has a big game, then the, I think the Rams are going to win mm-hmm. because it, it's just uh, Cooper Cup is impossible to 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 not get him. I, I do think uh, I, I'm forgetting the Rams tight end that killed us on, on, in the game. Higby? No, no, no. The the backup because Higby got hurt. Oh, I don't think right, Higby's right, playing, yeah. but the, the that guy. If that guy can duplicate the game, I think he adds another element. Um, and I think the key is going to be the running game. So the two things I'm looking for in this game is how big of a game does Odell have? Because if he has a big game, I think the Rams win. And on the other side, can can the Bengals get a running game going? The 49ers ran like 20 times or so for 50 yards. There was no running game for the 49ers. And that was a big key as to why they lost the game. If the Bengals can dictate and set a running game, I think they are going to have a, a, a shot. Because I, I think Matthew Stafford is going to throw interceptions. It's just what he does. He threw mm-hmm. two picks against the 49ers, but the Niners dropped one. So it, it's just, and you know, Joe Burrow doesn't get phased. He doesn't get scared. And I know Jamar Chase is the big talk, but they have plenty of weapons that he can throw to on that offense. So I'm leaning. 
I'm picking the Bengals because I, you know, I just I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna pick the Rams. But I, yeah. if we're watching that game and it's like 31 to three Rams, I'm not gonna be like, what? I didn't see this coming. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, this is not surprising. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be depressing. When the Rams win. I'm just. Man, I I would have been miserable if it was like, uh, I mean, okay. So let me let me uh, another little confession time right here. So I told you a few weeks ago that like I like rooting against the Niners, like mainly, mainly <laughs> because of you, right? But um, I like I had like a little change of heart and like my cold dead heart and like yeah. Um, when when the Niners lost, mm-hmm. I. I, you know how they say like there's like the, the the luster of two evils, you know? Yeah. So like, not that you're evil, but <laughs> <laughs> when the Rams won, I was like, damn, I I'd, I'd much rather put up with like an annoying German with his tweets than right. like the annoying <laughs> mob. So I w- I was kind of there with you, hurting when the Niners lost. I was like, oh man, like this is like you know. And then um, if if it would have been Chiefs against. Niners or Rams, I would have been like either one of those teams. I would have been like, oh, you know. But the the Bengals going into that round, that semifinal, it's like, yeah. I was like, man, I really hope the Bengals at least make it to the Super Bowl. And if mm-hmm. they can win, like, I'll be truly happy because none of the teams that I like didn't like didn't <laughs> Super Bowl. Right. But but I but I realized that as I was watching the game, I was like, I very much rather see Germ happy with the Niners. Than- <laughs> Seeing all these annoying Rams fans happy. Like, well, I, I I appreciate that. So but, I, yeah, I just I had a you know that's like my little bit of like population um, <laughs> that I have there. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, like he becomes a legend immediately. Oh yeah, the whole the Heisman, Natty, and um, like was he the number one? Yeah, yeah. So he he's yeah. Wow, man. Because the Bengals, you know, what's the Bengals? What's the Browns? They've been, you know, ever since I was little, they were always the teams that would suck. Yeah, those were the teams that, like, you know, the Jets, the The teams that you just were like, yeah, the Jags. yeah, Yeah, they suck, and they always suck, and. I get all the Matthew Stafford love and I get everybody loves Matthew Stafford. Apparently, you know, everybody loved Matthew Stafford. Apparently, you know, if you watch, if you read Twitter, everyone always loved him. You know, it's just like, I guess like, sure. He was fine in, in Detroit, but I mean, he didn't do anything. If Burrow could, the fact that Burrow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, I think is impressive. Oh, yeah. Like what makes you, you know, your friends take on on Stafford crazy is Stafford never even won a playoff game with the with the Lions, and Joe Burrow with this team with the Bengals has won a game, and he's in the. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think he becomes the the guy. I think this is the Brady conversation. Like move over Pat, like yeah, like, yeah, because wow. I think what he's done is more impressive. Joe Burrow doesn't have you know all the weapons in KC. He doesn't yeah. have Andy like Reid. He doesn't have yeah, doesn't have all of that. The dude is getting you know he's running for his life in every snap. 
so I just think if he wins that Super Bowl, I think we are gonna we could be looking at a guy who's gonna dominate for years. Yeah, and all of a sudden we're gonna think of KC in a very different not KC, Cincy in a very different light. Mm. Because a long time ago, the Patriots, for example, used to be they were terrible. Yeah, they were awful. They they, they were what we think of, you know, the Jags and and the Browns and and all that, all those teams. But somebody under, but but anybody who started watching football after Brady, like if you were to tell most people that watch football now, like hey, the you know the Patriots used to be the laughing stock of the NFL, they'd be like, no way. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriots dynasty and and how we look at them is very recent. Yeah, yeah. and I think Joe Burrow can do that for for the Bengals, which would be pretty incredible if he's able to make the Bengals a, a premier. Change franchise. the yeah, change the public perception of an organization. That's yeah, really yeah. So I, I'm rooting for Burrow. I I want to see the 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 cigars. I want to see the glasses. Um, I love the glasses. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the whole thing. Yeah. I want to see Sean McVay walk away with a stupid look on his face and 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 Darnold who does nothing in the game and then he gets one big thing and he's pointing to his finger like shut up Aaron Donald like shut up like I just that's what I want to see I want to see oh, Matthew yeah. Stafford in his stupid beard walk away just with tears in his eyes and you know whatever just leave just just get out of here so I, <laughs> I, just yeah so uh, that, that's where I'm at clearly I'm not over the loss. <laughs> let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it rip. Wow. So let's go, Joey. Let's go, Joey B. That, that's that's what I'm hoping. Because yeah. you know, quarterbacks win, win, win these things. So I'm hoping Joe Burrow is able to have a game of his life and and bring in the take the Bengals all the way. Um, let's talk about Brady. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Um He's the GOAT. And football is weird because I don't think you can say he's the greatest player. But he's, I think, in, in football, I like to think of it in terms of GOATs. So you got the GOAT quarterback. You got the GOAT wide receiver, the GOAT, you know, defensive player and all that. And I think Brady is the GOAT of the GOATs in football. I think he's, he's you know, his resume is unmatched in just every respect from the seven Super Bowls to, to just all those things. And he announced his retirement. And, you know, as of now, he's retired. And, you know, he did the, like, you know, never say never thing. And, and now there's rumblings that, you know, uh, you know, some guy in New England said that, you know, the oh, let's 49ers, see how I feel in a year or something. It's like, yeah. So. Yeah. Some guy in New England said that, the, you know, the Niners could trade. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo for the right to convince Brady to come out of retirement. I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's trade Jimmy. <laughs> you know, the Bucks are a good team. Yeah. And, you know, you give Jimmy a good team. And, you know, Kyle and, and John Lynch get, get on the phone and, and, and just yeah. do the pitch. Hey, Tom, <laughs> come home. Your parents used to have the, the season tickets. Your, your parents live not too far from here. We have the team to make the Super Bowl. Just ride into the sunset with the red and gold, and and and, and another ring on your finger, and just another ring on your finger. Oh, you get your eighth, we get our sixth. You're in 49er color forever. 
Let's do it. So obviously, you know, that could all be speculation and Tom Brady could, you know, you know, continue to sell clothes for all we know, but let, let's just hit the legacy. So how old were you when you first like started watching football? So let's go there. How old were you when okay. you started watching football? Well, so I, I, the, one of the first memories I have of Tom when I actually started paying attention to football somewhat. Yeah. Um, we were watching the Super Bowl. It was the Pats against the Eagles. Mm. That church, that I said, in the tent. Yeah. You know? And I remember um, watching the game, and I remember everybody was just um, rooting for the Eagles. Except um, for me. Yeah. I, mean, I remember I was just like, yeah, everybody was, everybody was all eagled out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing like some of like my older cousin's boyfriends were watching, like you know, like like uh, like Alex Garibay, you know, guys like that. They were there watching the game, and they were just like, "Oh man, you know, like let's go Eagles." And I was like, "Eagles!" I was like, I'm, like, I'm, like they were all just talking smack about Brady. And yeah. from that point on, that's that's like when I really started following it. Um, and then um, in 2007, I remember I would get um, I would like see the paper. And like in the mm-hmm. sports section, it was like they were writing articles about the Pats going undefeated every single week. I was just like, yeah. damn, like like there's something in the water over there, you know. Um, and then they go on to lose that that inf- you know the infamous catch with yeah. you know, the helmet. David catch. Tyree, yeah. Yeah. And so um, and I remember going to school, and at that point I was like all about grading the Pats. And I remember kids at school would like make fun of me and like or like rub it in my face that like the Giants won, this and this and that. Yeah. Um, so by the time I get to high school and I'm playing and I watch the game a lot more, um, and as I learn more about Brady, um, that's when I was like, damn, this guy's actually like, he, he's obviously he's special. Um, and then I saw the, uh, like the Brady six documentary, which like mm. blew my mind even more. I was like, yeah. Hey dude, like this guy didn't even start on his freshman football team. He was just mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you see him when he's a kid, he's he's this pudgy little thing. You're like, there's no way this kid can play football at all, man. Yeah. Even as a senior in high school, he's like, he looks, he just doesn't look the part. And you're like, there's there's no way that this guy's now like a household name, like at the pinnacle of the sport. Um, But that's as far back as it goes. That's the first thing I can remember that watching that Super Bowl um, against the Eagles in the tent at church. and Everybody was rooting against them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I so I started watching, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. So I started watching when I was six. So it was like the 96 season. And I, I fell in love with, you know, the, the Niners right, you know, pretty much right away. And uh Steve Young. Steve right? Young was my guy. And so, you know, I've been watching the Niners since then. And I remember Tom Brady comes in. And so I, I hated the Rams, you know, pretty much for, for, from day one, you know, because mm. my, my cousin, you know, was like, okay, you know, like the Niners, these are the rivals. These are the teams you hate, you know, Cowboys, Raiders, <clears throat> you know, Rams were at the top of that list. Um, and then Seattle doesn't come into to much later, but right. that, 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 was, that was the list. And I was like, all right. And, you know, the Rams in 99, 
they have the you know the best show on turf and all that and so i hated it you know rooted for the the titans and you know they won the super bowl whatever and then the next year oh no yeah so that was 2000 2001 um i you know i started watching brady in that seat, you know, once, you know, cause he would come in. So you watch the highlights and it was, you know, Bledsoe went out and you're like, Oh man, like, I guess that there's this new, this new kid, there's this new guy. Yeah. And so, and Bledsoe at the time was considered, you know, a top quarterback who was super yeah. accurate, the whole thing. And I think the Pats had just paid him. So mm-hmm. it was just like, Oh, he's just in here while, while Bledsoe gets healthy. And the, the Bucks. The Pats started winning and they were winning and they were winning and you know they make the soup they make the playoffs. You watch that infamous Tuck Rule game and and then you know they go into Pittsburgh and then they, they it it was just this roller coaster of things that they were doing and they get into the Super Bowl and after the the Raider game I was like this is my guy I love this guy this guy's amazing. And I just put all my eggs in the, in the in the basket, Tom Brady. I didn't think it was going to turn into seven Super Bowls and 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 what it became. But I just loved Brady from there because I, I just loved how he just got it done. And it was about he just would win. And it wasn't flashy and it wasn't these like crazy numbers. He just won. And 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 what capped it off, he plays, he plays the the Rams in his first Super Bowl. They're marching down the field. And they get the ball back like under two minutes, and Joe and, and I remember Joe Madden being like, "Oh, you know, they got they got to play for the tie, they got to play for overtime. You know, just got to run the clock, play for overtime." And the Pats just went all in, and Brady was just dissecting, and he was driving and beating him down, and just he drives them. They get the the winning field goal, they win the game, and. uh and from that day, I just was like, I love, you know, that my team is the Niners and my Niners sucked for a long time. So, you know, once the Niners were, once the Niners season was over, I was like, okay, well, I just want Brady to win. As long as Brady wins, I'm, I'm okay. So I would, I just, I was just rooting for, for Tom Brady and it, I, it had, they were so successful and my Niners sucked so much that there was a lot of people who thought I, I liked the Patriots. There was a lot of people who was just like, hey, you're a Patriots fan. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm a 49er fan. And I had like, you know, a bunch of 49er stuff. Yeah. And when people would see me 49ers, they're like, wait, you like the Niners? I'm like, yeah, they suck. I'm like, yeah, I know. We suck. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, wait, but don't you like the Patriots? I'm like, no, I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady's my guy, but I'm a 49er fan through and through. And so we we watched, you know, so I, I just I would root for him a lot. And uh, he retires last week and his impact. What do you think his impact is on, on the NFL? Man, uh, he he's a uh, he's become the standard for what it means to be the hardest worker mm. on a team. And you'll hear it's funny. You'll um, obviously there there are two people there there are people that love him and people yeah. that still hate him to this day, yeah. right? And uh, an interview comes to mind. Well, two interviews come to mind. The first one is with um, James Harrison from the Steelers, 
And um, he later in his career ended up signing with the Pats. Um, yeah, that's they, right. Right. So, you know, being a Steeler most of his career, it's like you, you've met Brady in the playoffs. You probably played him in the regular season. Um, that guy is like the the bane of your existence. Like you, mm-hmm. you want to rip his head off. You want to tear his, you know, you want to destroy him. Right. So um, they asked, they asked James about his experience. I, I think it's with um, Shannon Sharp and Skip Skip Bayless, and they're like, "What was your experience?" They're like, and so they were kind of asking, like, "Yo, like, give us the dirt on Brady. Like, he's not really that nice, right? Like, he, can't, <laughs> he can't be that nice." Yeah. That and so James is like, "Dude, like, he was like one of the first. Like, I went into it wanting to hate him, and he was one of the first guys that welcomed me into the facility, mm-hmm. and." he actually preaches he he actually practices what he preaches he's the yeah. guy out there like he wants to do all the work yeah um and he's just like i i can't even hate on him like it's just you know that's just how he is um and then recently uh have you have you seen are you feeling with the the i am athlete pod yeah that right so brandon marshall had um shady sean mccoy on yeah. a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm and he was with the Bucks when they won the Super Bowl last year. He didn't get much yeah. playing time, but and he he discussed a lot of cool stuff about being on that team. How he kind of um, helped navigate the running back core with like Ronald Jones and um, Leonard Fournette, and his yeah. role in kind of helping them get playing time and kind of being that veteran that can kind of show them the ropes, I guess. But he talks mm-hmm. about his experience with Brady, and he's like, he really is like he wants at his old age now. He really still wants to win. And he remembers the period after the NFC championship. I guess you get a few days off after that game, like three mm-hmm. or four. And um, he'll he'll have like group chats with the offense. And in those days of rest period, it's like he's already scheming on how to attack the opposing team's defense. And he'll send out reports on each player on the de- this corner's got bad feet. This guy has trouble with this, this like everything to the mm-hmm. T. And he's like, this guy's 44, and he still just is all about the craft. Yeah. And he wants to win. And so that's the impact. That's what I think of. It's similar to Kobe. It's like he, you just you want to put in that work. And he helps elevate everybody's game. Even the guys on the defense, he's like, he, he's got the whole team believing that they can do what, what they want to do if they put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's rare to see that even with all these other superstars, you know, you see all these other guys that are hot shots and super talented, but they don't really have that leadership gene in them, you know, mm-hmm. and Brady does. So that's, you know, that's what I think of. That's what I think a lot of people think of. Um, he's the, uh, like the captain. Yeah. Yeah. When I think of, you know, Brady, one of the things that, I remember he did he did an interview once and and I remember it it, it was you know a long time ago and it was it was 07 actually it was 07 it was you know they're they're going on the perfect streak and they're interviewing him and he does this whole thing on practice and why he loves practice why he goes all you know hard at practice whatever and the interviewer asked him you know but why do you like why do you want to be so perfect in practice why the demand for perfection? Why the demand for more or whatever? And he says, you know, because I want to make sure that when I want to give it my all and I want to go as far as I can so that when I 
walk into that huddle and I look into the eyes of, you know, the offensive line. I tell them, hey, hold that block a little longer. Or I tell the receiver, hey, run a little faster. That they're able to look at me and know that I'm giving it my all. You're all too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I just thought that was so incredible because you don't, you don't really hear that from leaders, you know, you, especially from in that perspective, you know, leadership is more of a, you know, you do what I tell you because I know best. And Brady was not just the, the lead by example guy, but he was also, he, he would do it. He would, he would do it and he would tell you. And so those two things were married to each other where you'll get some guys who are, they lead by example, but they never say anything. So they can't, they don't hold anybody accountable. And right. so if you're lazy, you're lazy. Cause the guy doesn't tell you anything. Or you get the guy who all he does is yell at you. All he does is tell you, you suck. But not once do you see him give extra effort, run extra sprints. None of that. And I think Brady was able to marry both that. Anybody who talks about Tom Brady talks about him in such a great way, which is so hard to do. Because, you know, I'm sure there's guys who don't like Tom Brady, but there hasn't been this like team. It was like, yeah, he sucked, dude. Like that, that guy, that guy was nothing. Even like somebody like Randy Moss, because you named James Harrison, who who doesn't care. He, he, he wouldn't care if Brady liked him or not. And he was like, yeah, I, tr- I wanted to hate him. I couldn't. And Randy Moss, who, you know, another guy who doesn't care what, what, what anybody says, says, yeah, like, I, I, I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the best. Yeah. So I, I just, his, his legacy to me is the greatest leader in the history of football. Just the guy who not only was all about the game, but he was all about the team and understood just like mm-hmm. what it meant to win. Like, he, Tom Brady, when, you know, uh, one of the lasting memories I have of him is the Patriots win the Super Bowl versus the Seahawks. Malcolm Butler's the hero. Tom Brady isn't moping. Tom Brady is like, oh, man. Tom Brady's jumping around like, like if he kid on Christmas morning. Yes. And, And there's that like, you know, NFL films thing where he's hugging Malcolm Butler, and he's like, man, you did it, man. It was you. You did the play. And it, it, Tom Brady was all about winning. I don't care who gets the th- stats. I don't care how it looks. I don't care the score. As long as we win, that's all I care about. And I just love that because there's a lot of guys who would rather get the lose and have a good game yeah, than, than have a terrible game <clears> and win. And that to me is such a great definition of a winner. And you know, you get and you get that with like Antonio Brown, world-class mm. loser in Antonio Brown. Because Antonio Brown wants to get all the stats and lose and walk around and say, Well, yeah, I you know, we did lose, but guess how many catches I had and guess how many yards I had. Where Tom Brady, where you know, Rob Gronkowski and and even Julian Edelman, who 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 kind of walked around in with the Brady stuff as well lived by, it doesn't matter what we get as long as we get this victory. And and that to me exemplifies who Tom Brady is. And, and I just, I just thought that was such an incredible thing that, that he just, that he did that. What, one of the things watching the, the Brady six, um, 
And it's look, it's just a lot of pain as a 49er fan. Because you watch oh. the Brady six, you realize like, wait, the Niners they had a chance. They had a yeah. chance. Yeah. Brady wanted to go there. His family like, wanted to go there. Oh my God. It, 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 anyway. And Steve Marchie's like, he was on the radar. They're like, oh, we know all about Brady. <laughs> he was but, in our backyard. Like, oh, yeah, in, in the draft, like we knew we had him. And it, like, and it's like we just there were guys that threw it a lot better. They looked better at that time. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah I okay so Mariucci is in that oh. one oh my gosh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mary <laughs> who Mary- like that's what we're gonna say this <laughs> who's that exactly yeah uh, shout out to the Bodega Boys um when Mariucci in that interview says we didn't open up his heart. And in that documentary, he talks about that. Like, why didn't they get him? What went wrong with their evaluation? He said, we didn't open up his heart. We didn't realize how competitive he was. And I just thought that was so incredible because football is one of those sports, sports in general. One of the things I I, I always look for in a, in a guy, a young guy, is competitiveness. Because if you're competitive you're going to put in the work. If you're competitive, you're going to get better because that's just the drive. Mm. So whenever I hear a guy who's like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's really good. He's just, he needs to be pushed to work hard. I'm just like, mm. that's I'm not the me. yeah, I'm kind of yeah. out on that. And Tom Brady from the very beginning was, uh, he had to prove it. He had to be all about it. It's why, look, I think Aaron Rodgers is amazing. Uh, I think he's, Here we go. The most talented guy I've ever seen throw the ball. Like, I I just think he has, he is. He has all the intangibles. Yeah. If you're designing a a Madden quarterback, the perfect Madden quarterback, I think it's Aaron Rodgers more, even, even more than, than Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers just, you know, leadership gene, not on that, but he doesn't have the competitive gene. Yeah. He doesn't have the, like, you know, that we're going to come out and we're going to get them back. We're down 28 to three. You know what? No, 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 no. Next play. Not over. Championship yeah. drives. Like, let's go. He doesn't have that. And as much as, like, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, like, one of those, you know, haters of Aaron Rodgers. But one of my reservations of Aaron Rodgers has always been, like, man, like, do you care? Like, <laughs> like. I know you're really good at this and, you know, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to say you suck, but do you care about this? Like, do you care about the game? Do you care about winning? Do you care if you lose? And Tom Brady cared so much that he willed himself to like more. And I just think that that's one of my favorite things about him as well as his leadership. But just when Mariucci said that, I was like, God, you guys are stupid, man. Like, Come on, like open up his heart, like yeah. just. And, and I think that you saw that throughout his entire career, even when he left the the, the Pats. He leaves the Pats, and at 43, 44 years old, he was still gunning, and he was still going, and he's still pushing. And you see all the clips from, from you know, even the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl, and one of the guys is like recording. Everybody's like all hyped, and Tom Brady's just cleaning out his locker, like yep. 
just we did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same old, same old. And so I just I love the repetitiveness of of not thinking you've you make it to the top and not thinking, okay, well that's it. Realizing, okay, I have to go all the way down to the bottom again. I have to climb all the way up, and and just that that competitive drive, I think, is what set Tom Brady apart from everybody, because it, yeah. I think it's what kept him from improving. It kept him going. It kept him looking for um, answers when when I think most people would have been like, "Dude, you got you won three Super Bowls in your first you know eleven years. You did it, bro. Like that's it." Yeah, and he was like, "No, no, no. There, there has to be more, more, more." Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. I think that's incredible. <clears throat> so one, one of the things that you said that uh, I that reminded me of something um, is when you said, "I'm sure there are guys that don't like Tom that have played with him and that are like, oh, he's you know, yeah, he's this or he's that," and right. so. On one of those I Am Athlete pods, they recently had um, Arian Foster. Um, you hmm. remember him from Texas? Yeah, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. Arian Foster. Um, they had some rappers on um, Kendrick Perkins and then DJ Williams, the mm-hmm. linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. So they had those guys on. And um, they were talking about Brady retiring and like his GOAT status. And they actually, they actually got into the weeds of like, is he the greatest football player? Like, cause like you said earlier, like it's kind of hard to put the, like put up a running back against the quarterback. Right. You know? Right. But some of those guys were like, some of them were like, dude, seven championships. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it like best football player, man. Um, and Arian's take, I thought it was interesting because he's like, if I'm going off of just ability, he's like, I, I would see someone like Barry Sanders as like the greatest football player, just because of like how he physically, was able to move and play the game, which I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, I don't think I'd choose Barry, but he, he's definitely like goat talent, you know. Yeah, it sucks that he was with the Lions his whole career. Um, and that's a conversation for another day. I, mm-hmm. I look at guys like Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, and I'm like, those guys are like once in a lifetime athletes because of them being able to handle two pro sports and the skill set that goes into both. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, DJ Williams was talking about all the guys that love Tom, right. They've all come out like, like James Harrison, like mm-hmm. a shady. Yeah. Um, and you also hear guys talk about um, the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. And when Brady was with the Pats, it was like, it's the Patriot way. It's the Tom way. It's the bill way, but it's the Patriot way because they're all there together. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't for everybody. We saw guys come to that team that it, it just, it didn't fit for them. I remember they had like Chad Johnson, Mm-hmm. Um, Pats for for a year, I think. Yeah, and I remember watching him play, and like I'd heard of Chad, obviously, but his Ocho Cinco thing. So I was like, oh, he's a good player. Like he's he really, you know, he can really play. Um, but he just didn't fit in that system. And mm-hmm. Chad will talk about it, like on other yeah. podcasts, and he's like, he's like, it works for them, and he's like, it wasn't for me, but it's like it's a good system. Like it's you mm-hmm. know they know what they're doing. Um, it just didn't work out for us for yeah. between me and the Pats. Um. And I remember once a long time ago, I read an article about some expatriate players that um, didn't like how the Patriots ran things. Right. Yeah. And so um, Chad would describe it as almost like militant in the sense that like Bill's just running the show 
and Brady's like his right hand guy, and it's just like we're gonna do it this way, and you know, yeah. we're all gonna put in the work. There's no time for like funny business and like showing off and this, this, and that. Like it's just the way we're gonna do it. That's the way they do it, no matter who you are. They'll get right. rid of everybody. Yeah, they, yeah. you know, Jamie Collins went to bed like eight and zero with the Pats and woke up like oh and yeah, the Browns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Doesn't matter who you are with the Pats. Yeah, you know? it doesn't matter. They got yeah. rid of like Logan Mankins, all these great yeah. players, all these old linemen and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Stefan Gilmore and I'm just like damn but even if I've questioned a Patriots decision I've always gone back and been like you know what like that ended up working out for them they yeah. you know what the, they must know what they're doing um but anyway that's the Patriot way it is what it is and DJ was talking about he's like I don't know a single person that dislikes Tom and Arian speaks up and he says I know a couple guys that don't like Tom and um and I, I, I would ask them, I'm like, have they played with Tom? And if so, um, for some reason, I can't help but think that if, if some of these guys that didn't have a good experience in New England, I'm almost going to go as far as to say, like, maybe you're just not a winner, bro. Like, maybe that system isn't for you, and they're all winners over there. So if you don't like what they're doing, then it's like, you know, you hear so many dysfunctional organizations mm-hmm. in the league that just kind of, you know, do their yeah. thing and whatnot. And I'm like, if if being like prepared and doing your job is something you don't like in the league, then it's like, and obviously Aaron didn't want to mention guys by name, but I'm like, right. yeah, I'm sure if you mentioned them, I wouldn't even know who they are because they're probably not winners, man. Like it's just, you know, anybody that goes to New England and plays there and wins, like they have nothing bad to say. And, and if you have something bad to say, then it's like, tell me where else you went and where else they had success. Yeah. But um, what, but yeah, what that that just I'm just like ah, like where are all these guys that dislike Tom? All these pro guys that dislike right. Tom. I'd like to hear what they have to say, and if it's even credible, you know. Yeah, what one of his Daryl Rivas was one of the guys who said he didn't say he didn't like Tom Brady, but he did say he didn't like the Patriot way. Right. Yeah. He yeah. said he didn't. He what? It wasn't fun. And it, what was weird about that? I, I was like, bro, you. So do you not what like really? winning? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, do you, like, I get it. Like, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, you can win and have fun. Like, you know, yes, for sure. But I don't know. Like, you're winning. So, yeah, like, maybe Bill Belichick is is not Sean McVay. And maybe he, you know, the practices are super straight. Like P. Carroll, yeah. Yeah, like, and maybe, like, yeah, it's super business and super, like, military-like, whatever. But you're more often than not like, in the yeah. Super Bowl. I don't know. I feel like that's a good trade-off. Like, yeah. so my, you know, the, the coach is a jerk, but I'm constantly in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I take that. And, and yeah. so I, I think that, you know, the Patriot way or whatever, I think it's one of those things that winning one of the things I've realized as a sports fan is not athletes don't think of it the way we think of it, Mm -hmm. at least not all athletes. And to, to some athletes winning isn't everything because to them winning is them making money. Right. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, it's fine to, to each its own. You know, somebody's going to make you a millionaire for playing the sport. You know, that's awesome. You know, yeah. hopefully I have kids and they're able to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I, there's no hatred on that. But I do think it's one of those things that 
some, you know, a lot of these athletes aren't about the winning, aren't about winning championships. And so to them, it's, I just, you know, I'm, I'm already a millionaire. I don't want it to be an unpleasant experience. And you see that throughout, you see that with, you know, with the Jordan stuff, Michael Jordan was not a, a easy I person to be around. Yeah. But guess what? If you were Jordan's teammate, more time, more chances are that you are considered a champion. If you were on Michael Jordan's teams in the nineties, when somebody, when you're on a, a radio show, they're saying, Oh, you know, we got, you know, Chicago champion, Bob Jones. Joe or Schmo, whoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tom Brady is the same thing with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. That you may not like it and you maybe didn't have fun, but guess what's in your resume? Super Bowl champion. And I think it's it's one of those things that I've learned that some of these athletes, it ain't it. Winning isn't everything. It isn't the only thing. And and to For the sure. players that are driven to win, then it becomes they become unpopular because like, oh man, this guy's a jerk, or this guy cares too much, or this guy um does that or the other. You see it in soccer with like Cristiano Ronaldo, where you know he plays on on the younger team and and he's all about winning. He wants to win. He's upset if they tie. He's upset if he misses a goal. And and, and some people are like, oh man, this guy like he's too intense. It's like, no, he just cares. He just wants to win. And if you don't want to win, you're going to look at that Back as crazy. Yeah. And Tom Brady, the people who didn't don't like Tom Brady are that. Because, like, for example, I, one of the guys we know, Renee, hated Tom Brady when he was with the Pats. Hated him. And we would yeah. have constant. Oh, he's, a Ra- he's a Raider fan, right? Yeah. So it's kind yeah. Of- we would have constant yeah. arguments about, like, Tom Brady and he would call him a system quarterback and his guy was Peyton Manning. And I just, I went for war for Brady. And when he went to the Bucks and he won with the Bucks, Renee was like, nah, this guy, this guy's the real deal, man. This guy's legit. And I just think it becomes with Brady going to Tampa Bay proved it's about winning. That's all it is about. It's not about pro bowls. It isn't about, you know, contracts or any of that, and you can get have fun and you can do whatever, but we're going to win here. And this is about winning. And, and that ultimately I think that's Brady's legacy. He's a winner. And if you don't like it, that's cool. You know, winning isn't for everybody, but if you don't like it, don't knock it. Don't hate it because, you, <laughs> it because you're, you know, you're a loser, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't do that either. And so, you know, that, that's, a, that's what I think. I think Brady's, I don't think we're ever going to see it. I don't think we're ever going to see another Brady in terms of success. I think the fact that he made it to 10 and won seven, right? He made it, yeah, made it to mm-hmm. 10, one seven. I think that's ridiculous. I think that it's unfair to what we've done with these younger guys like Mahomes and, and even Joe Burrow, like if he were to win, I think it's really difficult to, to expect somebody to make it to that many Super Bowls and to win as many as he won. I think that he's, he has, I was reading this, that he has like 35 wins in the playoffs, which is like double every ridiculous. Yeah. And and if you count like the first round buys as wins, because I think you should, he is up to like 40 something 
like almost 50. And like everybody else has like under like 15 or 20. Yeah. And it's just like he what he did is so unassailable, so unreachable. Like he is doing what we do on Madden franchise mode, winning year after year. That was Brady in real life that you could just pencil him in. Think of it. The dude played 20 something years. And if you were to for 20 years, say, hey, I think the Pats are going to the Super Bowl. If for every year, for 20 years, you were to say, okay, my Super Bowl pick is Patriots versus whatever NFC team. You would have been right 10 times. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So I I just, I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to see that because that's dominance unmatched. Unmatched. Man. So let me ask, would Renee, back to the Renee thing. Yeah. When did the argument, did the argument stop when he won with the Bucks? Like, did he like, even after like 28, down 28 to three, all that stuff he still kept fighting like yeah i mean he started he he didn't fight as much after 28 to 3 but to renee and people like renee the argument was it's bill belichick bill uh, belichick is the mastermind see I and have an argu- I, oh, I had an argument against the bill thing even before brady left the pads because it's like if you look at bill's record pre-brady he has like yeah two winning seasons under his belt. Like one of them was like with the Browns. And yeah. Like, on the Drew, but I'm just like, but the art, this coach was all that. Like, but the argument there that people use is Matt Castle's one, the 2008 season. Right. 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 And it's like, do you realize the Pats didn't even make the playoffs that year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went 11 and five, but they didn't make the and playoffs. When they had a like Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett for like four weeks, they're like, yeah. Oh, they can do without Brady. And it's like, no, Sorry, but where are those guys now? Like, you know, yeah. but like, so, oh man, I, I remember when I used to argue with guys about like Peyton Manning versus Brady. And I remember the, uh, the Broncos Super Bowl win against the Panthers. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning somewhere on the field, but he, he hasn't yeah. shown up. He's that was Von Miller Super Bowl. Yeah. He's just out, <laughs> like, so, um, diet. Yeah. And so, those arguments that they stopped coming after a while, like all the all the or like um, what's his name, Mike Evans. Like I remember mm-hmm. they, like the NFL top 100 list, yeah, and the players present each other, and Mike Evans was like, "Yeah, I'm a Peyton Manning guy, but Brady's pretty good." And then years later, Brady joins his team and gets him a Super Bowl, and it's like eventually <laughs> Mike Evans is like, "I'm a Brady guy now, like by default." It's like, "Yeah, you're damn right, you're a Brady." Guy oh now. Like, man, so oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, but that's, I think that's, uh, I think that, that all that is, is, is Brady's legacy. The winning, the guys, you know, doubting to everyone believing. And I think that's the proper place. I think the proper place for this guy that was drafted 199 and was six round pick. He walks up to, you know, Robert Kraft says, hey, I'm the best decision you ever made. That guy who was hated for a long time or criticized because he was with the Pats and, oh, they're lucky. They only win by three in the Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. If Rodgers was with the Pats, he would have 10 Super Bowls. Yeah, like, like, please, please, please. Um, so I just, I think that's that's his legacy. The best winner, the best leader, and the guy who, who kept pushing and, and cemented his legacy 
long before Tampa Bay, but I think Tampa Bay just kind of was last uh, cherry on top to be like, okay, you think it's Bill Belichick? You think it's this guy? At 43 years old, I'm going to go win the Super Bowl and I'm going to, you know, beat the Saints. I'm going to beat your boy Rogers in Lambeau and I'm going to beat everybody's mini-goals. Pat Mahomes yeah. in the Super Bowl. So I just think that was that was so incredible. And Tom, I know you're going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> do it one more time in San Francisco. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, let me, okay, so let me say, uh, I know, this, again, this is just like a little, little blurb <laughs> in the grand that is Tom Brady. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you, like you said, people would say, oh, like it's Belichick and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. What made it even just a little bit sweeter is that when they were winning with the Bucks, yep. Bruce Arians would come out and say, "Yeah, I'm not even really coaching. I just kind of sit back and let." Oh my do. gosh! Yeah, I'm like, really? <laughs> like, do y'all see it now? Like, <laughs> oh, and, and just man, think of all the no-name guys who became like superstars, mm-hmm. like like Chris Hogan. Remember when Chris Hogan like oh lit my up gosh, yeah. Chris Hogan, yeah. and, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, oh yeah, he's some lacrosse player. Like, I think they picked him up off the street, yeah. you know. And I'm just like, what? You're like Julian Edelman, yeah. Gus Walker. Those guys are like as tall as me, bro. They're five ten. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So it's just like, you know, man, it's ah, uh, great, great, great stuff, man. The yeah, the, what he was able to do and elevate players, and uh, I'm gonna miss you, Tom. Yeah, we we're gonna miss oh, you, Tom. You know, assuming you don't go to the Niners and yeah, we come to the 49ers, Tom. Please make make me make me a happy the happiest man. man on earth. Yeah, please, please. Um, but I think that's it. I think that's the proper send off for Tom Brady if if it is that he retires. Um, you know, in terms of legacy and all that. Any anything else that you want to add? Any final thoughts on anything? Um. Well, a question for you. Yeah. Um, when he posted what he posted about saying goodbye, he mentioned mm. like a lot. Yeah. Which I was like, damn, like nothing for the. <laughs> and then he then he did like when the Patriots tweeted at him and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think? Uh, well, th- th- okay. So there's a guy at my church. He's he's an elder, and he he grew up, I think, in Boston. He, he's a okay. big like he's like a legit Brady Pats fan. Yeah, yeah. It was very hurt when he left. New England. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he's like, once he announced retirement, he was like, he was on Facebook and he was like, Tom, like, let's, let's hope you come back to New England and like sign one of those like retire oh, one day contract. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I honestly, I don't know if Tom will do it. I don't know if they're like, if that bridge is like there yet. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it'd be nice to see. So do, yeah. do you think, do you think they can work that out soon? Does Tommy even want to, you think? Like, it just kind of feels like. So when it first, when I first saw it, I thought like, dang, like that is weird that he, there's no mention of the crafts. There's no mention of Belichick. There's not even like a mention to the Pats fans. And so it was weird because it was like this like love fest for the Bucks, the owners, like, the, Bucks the, this, the coaches, Bucks the fans. I was like, Tom, like you met these, you've known these dudes for like two weeks. Like, what, what are you talking? Like, what? Yeah. And as time has gone by, what makes me think that this retirement is not final 
is that I think that letter is starting to become more and more of a I'm, my time with the Bucks is done. Thank you, Tampa Bay. Mm. Obviously, I don't know. Obviously, you know, he could right. stay retired. But that's and, what you're speaking speak. up from what you put down. Yeah. Because he did the same with the, when he left the Pats. He did a whole big thank you, Belichick, the Crabs, the fans. He did the, the same thing. And so as time has gone by, I just think like, wait. Is he retired or is he like just like, okay, I'm done with then, the Bucks? Yeah. And you know, he told the Bucks, hey, like, we're good. Like, you know, uh, it's time for me to move on. And it's Tom Brady. So of course you're, you know, it's you know, what are you gonna be like? Oh no, you can't leave. <laughs> I think he's gonna come back. I don't think I don't know if it's the Niners, but I think he's going to play again. I think he's going to play one more year. Wow. I think he's going to play one more year. Because I think, and I think, yeah, I think eventually Tom Brady, even if things are weird with the Pats, Tom Brady is a smart guy. Yeah. So even the optics of it, like Tom Brady eventually we'll sign the one day contract with the bucks retire retire with the with the pats, the pats retire a patriot forever and you know whatever but i do think just reading the tea leaves and 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 just picking up on different things that just are off i i do think he comes back because when somebody retires they do a press conference he hasn't had a press conference yeah there's no press conference there's no like all right, this is my retirement from football. That was just a post. So my inclination is he comes back for a team that he feels is championship ready. Because I think at this point, that's all he's doing. And I think he's going to look and he's going to see and he's going to say, okay, where can I go win and win right now? Mm-hmm. And this is where I think, you know, teams like the 49ers enter because they, they're built to win right now. I think if the if the Raiders are able to do something, they're able to win right now. Um, I don't think he would go to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has a team that's ready to win right now. And there's like a select few teams that like Tom Brady and San with the 49ers, for example, this year, the Niners win the Super Bowl. Because you put Tom Brady and you and swap Samuel. out, yeah, you just swap out Jimmy for 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 Tom in these playoffs. We're talking Tom Brady versus Joe Burrow right now. So I I just I my inclination is that he's he's gonna play one more year. That's my inclination. Hopefully I'm right, and hopefully it's in San Francisco. I'll do every pod with a Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> you got to talk some sense into Sammy, man. I, we were so we were sitting there watching the the Bucks Rams game. Yeah, and if if you had it, if you didn't know Brady's stats this year and mm-hmm. what he did at forty four, the way Sammy was talking, you would have thought like, oh, Brady sure retired because he's just. He actually fell off the cliff. As oh, he said. threw like for 5,000 yards. I know. So I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, dude, what do you mean? He's still going strong. Like, it's not like he's 44 and he's like, 
Yeah. And you try to mention the Kobe thing because Kobe at the end of his career was the injuries were taking their toll and he kind of was like a middle of the pack guy. But that's kind of all you could. But I'm like, no, look at his numbers. I'm like, he's still he's not playing these young whippersnappers. What do you mean? He's going to retire when he actually doesn't want to play anymore. No, no, no. But he was he was he's a finalist for the MVP. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think he'll retire because he's like, I don't think he'll ever suck. Unless he, he reaches like 50 years old, like he's just, yeah, he's he's proven that his body can play at a certain level with what he was given, yeah, and he's gonna play when he just doesn't have that competitive drive to do it anymore, yeah, which I think is kind of what we're seeing now with him saying when he said, like, I'm not gonna make that commitment, I'm like, oh, it sounds like he's just tired of all the work having to put it, it's taking a toll on him, yeah. and his relationship with like with his family and whatnot. And it's like, it just kind of sounds like he doesn't want to play anymore. I'm mm-hmm. sure he, obviously he still can, you know? Yeah, but I but think it's Sammy was making it seem like he was like throwing picks left and right. I'm like, dude, this guy's better than your quarterback on the Rams. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is no comparison at yeah. all. Like, yeah. So I worry for Sammy sometimes with like the football stuff. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, just, you know, pick <laughs> to the Lakers. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I, I think. Last thing from me, but I, th- I I think if you're a team like the Niners, a team like the Raiders, a team who, you know, you feel like you're close to it, you have to you have to do your due diligence and at least make a call. Like Ooh. you have to be res- like, I just think if there's a possibility for you to get a Tom Brady. Just check in. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I can't hurt to pick up the phone. Be like, hey, Tom. Yeah, yeah. It's hey. not even a, like, yeah. hey, like it's just like, hey, how are you feeling? Like. You're done, done, or like, should we call you? Should we call you back in April? Like, what do you think? What, what, what do you think, Tom? Should we like reserve number twelve? You know what? We we won't give number twelve to. We'll, we'll talk to number twelve. We'll talk to you know whoever it is. We'll yeah, yeah. Out. We'll call you back in April. Can we call you Tommy? Can we we'll, refer to you as Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you back in April, May. Like, just just take your time. Don't worry about it. You have to. You have to kick the 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 the, the tires to see what's going on over there. Yeah. Because I don't think it's it's settled that he's done done. I think it's you know you read that and it, I think it's like you know I just don't want to prepare, and you know maybe you just need a vacation and maybe he needs to go away for a few weeks, comes back and says you know what one more year let's go. Gronk did that man. I was really sad the first yeah. time Gronk fired, and I was like damn. And then out of nowhere he comes back and he's like yeah I just needed a break. My body just <laughs> couldn't take the toll, so I just yeah. took a break. And did I'm you back. see the video that Gronk posted? Hmm. Like with the with the the Queen song, like, yeah. Like, damn, dude. Like, what's up with these onions? Like, <laughs> watching them run around, frolicking like kids, like on the grass. Yeah. Like, oh man, like this hurt. Like, yeah, that was amazing. That that was that was a tearjerker for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's the pod. So Canelo, 49ers, tears, tears, Super Bowl preview. So I, we both are leaning. Our hearts are saying Joe B. Our brains are saying uh, Rams. Hopefully our hearts uh, can prevail and uh, we'll have a happy one. And, and obviously Tom Brady forever. Um, Tom Brady forever. And then we'll do it. We'll, we'll do a, a, a fight, a combat sports next week. UFC judging. Nganu, Canelo, yeah, Brian Garcia. Contracts. Yeah. So we'll do the whole thing uh, yeah. next week. Um, so David, thanks for joining me. I'll Always see you. Pleasure, Jim. See you next time. Pharaoh's up. Tom Brady forever. Thank you for listening. Until next time.